Michael. Right now I'm joined by Dr. Michael Kopp, love your name, uh, from the Department of English and Linguistics here at the University of Otago. We're going to talk about two papers on offer at summer school next year, English two, uh, 127 Effective Writing and English 223 Fantasy and the Imagination, which is an ever-popular paper at summer school. Uh, Morena to you, Michael. Hey, I'm glad to be here this morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, long-time listener, first-time uh, interviewee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed by Radio 1 in general. I yeah, love it. Still a little bit old school. Yeah. That's how we like it, keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> Discs on the wall, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, we'll kick off with effective writing. Yep. Um, we spend most of our times writing now. We write now probably more than ever. Yeah, I mean, of course, right. you know, there were the times where uh, before we went to sleep, we'd write in our diaries, you know, yeah. by candlelight. Uh, but now we're on our phones, we're, you know, and, and even if we don't realize that we're constructing sentences, For we're sure. constructing paragraphs, um, you know, and these need to be understood. Yeah. Uh, and I know these days uh, the young'uns, uh, <laughs> I can't understand a word they're saying because they're not actually words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, without um, proper um, the mechanics of a, you know, proper putting together of sentences and paragraphs and putting in punctuation and grammar in the right ways, um, we can't we can't communicate effectively and I guess this is what this paper is kind of about yeah right and you know you're exactly right it was one of those funny things when uh, cell phones first came out and people started texting everyone thought that uh, it was a crisis that it was going to destroy our communication uh, mm. skills actually it's enhanced in many ways we're more literate now I would say than we've probably ever been before everyone communicates via some sort of writing. I mean, do, I don't know, what social media platforms are you on? Oh, uh, you know, Facebook. I hate Twitter, so I'm a hard I don't like Twitter. Uh, you know, Facebook, um, Instagram, it's, you know, which I do comment on people's things. Yeah, uh, but You know, things like that. Yeah. Exactly that. But Facebook, many of the things that we consume are uh, text-based or they're, yeah. uh, even our comments are naturally text-based. So one, uh, one of the things that this paper, English 127, focuses on is giving you a range of skills so that you can communicate uh, across platforms and across audiences. So it's not necessarily that we're dealing in electronic medium per se, but we're giving you the skills so that you can change the way you speak or the register in which you speak mm. uh, so that you can reach different audiences effectively. And that's one of the big things. I mean, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the points I talk about frequently uh, and students need to realize that when they leave university to get an interview for a job, mm. it's largely based on your cover letter mm. or your CV. And before they ever meet you, your prospective employees, or if they'll even meet you, you have to come across eloquently yeah. in writing. And uh, we try to give you those skills so that uh, you're able to communicate to prospective employers, to your lecturers while you're here at university, um, and of course to your friends in ways that are um, both sensible and sensical. Yeah, I mean, proper proper use of of English um, can be the difference between a, a C minus and a C at times, right? Well, even yeah, more, higher than that. It's one of uh, it's one of those funny things. There's it's a distinct discourse community at uh, at a university, and what I mean by that, it's a group of people with uh, shared values and shared beliefs. We uh, academics uh, speak in a certain way 
And in order to get what you want from academics, a mm. uh, higher grade, uh, so you could pr potentially get a scholarship or whatever, uh, whatever the case might be, you have to learn how to speak like an academic. It's, that's not only what the course is about, though. It's learning how to shift your register, shift your manner of, spe uh, your manner of writing, speaking, so that anyone can understand you yeah. from uh, the highest to the lowest. And that's, that's what the focus on effective communication is. One of the biggest problems in my relationship <coughs> is context uh, in, in chat online. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it is for a lot of people. I mean, it's hard... Like, it, it, if you can't construct a sentence correctly, um, you know, the context may not come across correct either. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, being misunderstood is never fun. No, and it's not. Yeah. It's not. And, and you know, so things can easily be taken out of context. And is that something that um, you know, uh, looking at some of the work you do within this paper, that um, you will learn to? Yeah, that's write right. Uh, one of the things we uh, focus on, one of the main focus focuses of our writing is audience. It's so easy for us as writers in general to know what we think. Yeah. And we write it down and it's transparent to us because we've written it and we already know the ideas behind it. Uh, but we have to consider how our audience is going to consume that, what type of audience they are, whether they're a hostile audience, they don't believe in your point or they don't want to accept your point, or whether they're a, a sympathetic audience that already believes and you'll talk to different uh, you'll talk or write to audiences in different ways so we focus on thinking about um to whom you're writing and uh how we could best re reach them and what are some of the effective ways of reaching them uh, we look at uh you mentioned earlier sentence structure sure we look at the constituents the the groups of things in sentences that can move around mm -hmm. and we look at uh words that you might choose that uh have different tones or different senses and uh, different ways of persuading uh, and often we're trying to persuade we're trying to persuade our lecturers to give us a better mark persuade yeah. an employer to give us a job persuade our parents to lend us the car whatever the case might be yeah and we have to find effective ways of doing it right <laughs> indeed indeed and I guess when you you mentioned a hostile audience there yeah um, you know and if you want to get your point across and you know if you're in a debate or, or such um, you don't want them to skim because they're waiting for their uh, to find the parts that they can respond to. That's right. You want to capture them yeah. and get them actually uh, looking at your argument or whatever you're saying in depth, mm -hmm. right? So wording it the right way and making it captivating yeah. is really important. Yeah, it, it's super important. And uh, one of the one of the things we again we stress is you have to reach out to the audience. Um, you have to make sure that they are willing to listen to you. Uh, th this is a big problem for many many students, many academics, people in general, is putting forth your argument in a way that's able to be accepted or able to be heard. And you see it in conversation all the time. People are just waiting for their turn to talk. You have to make sure <laughs> that people are engage, engaged in what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, finding different ways of doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want them, well, I mean, it's on paper, but you want them um, to listen and not just Well, that's hear. right. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, and you want it to be memorable as well, of course. I mean, uh, uh, one of the joys of uh, the difference between speech and writing, one of the joys of writing is you can continue to go back to it. You know, our conversation here, it's, well, I guess it is recorded in, su in some way, but it disappears as soon as we've said the words. Yeah. Whereas writing, uh, it's there, it's a permanent reminder. And uh, what permanent reminder do you want to leave behind you? Mm -hmm. How do you want to be remembered? Because people can go back to your your text in terms of even uh, a phone conversation or uh, uh, an essay correspondence, any of those things, uh, something you might write for critic. Be remembered uh, well. Mitch Hedberg once said, um, if I think of a joke uh, and I find it really funny, but then I can't find a pen, I tell myself it wasn't funny. Because <laughs> you never remember the that's, joke. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to convince myself that it wasn't funny. Because um, that guy definitely didn't have a memory. Uh, um, all right. <laughs> so, one of the most important things, I guess, from this paper is the fact that uh, you're at uni, you're going to be writing essays, and when you leave uni, you're going to enter the job market. That's right. And effective writing is important in both those things, even if for the rest of your life. It's not going to be over important. It's important right now, but it will be. It will be. It I will mean, be. We're going to continue it's to not communicate. Algebra. It's not algebra. <laughs> we're going to continue to communicate through yeah. writing and through text for a long, long time, and probably more so than we do now. We yeah. one day we're going to have to take um, papers on effective talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny because uh, you know aspects of uh, oral rhetoric used to be commonplace in in curricula you know not so long ago uh, and we've just transferred a lot of those uh, those skills rhetorical skills to uh, writing as opposed to speaking yeah. not everyone's a great orator and uh, you know it's funny I'm aware of that even while I'm sitting here speaking into a microphone how difficult it <laughs> actually can be so yeah, I'll take that course if you create it in the yeah. future. <laughs> right. Um, fantasy and the Imagination, English uh, 223, and there's a 300 level one on this as well. Yeah. Um, now, fantasy is the mainstream. That's right. You know, and um, and it has been so for the last 20 years, I guess. I mean, um, the first Potters and, and all that kind of stuff, um, it really thrusted it more into the mainstream. But, I mean, mm. it's also the most ancient form of, of, of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, and you, you look at Beowulf. Uh, which is a very important text. And it's one of the texts, actually, in the fantasy paper, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it, it's, it's, it's become the mainstream. It, it's what we're all into. Um, and, and this paper is all about the mainstream of this mainstream medium now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's one of the things. Uh, 223, uh, Fantasy and the Imagination, looks, as fant looks at fantasy and its manifestation in the mainstream literature um, at the time. Mm. So you mentioned Beowulf. That is one of the texts that's studied here. Um, and uh, the, uh, brought the reading list along. Uh, we, you can see that it goes throughout uh, English literary history. We have uh, works in there by Shakespeare, Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, great fantasy Love work. That one. Um, interestingly, really difficult to... Or I find anyways to represent on stage uh, it's one of those works where it's so fantastical that uh, yeah. imagining the fairy world on a stark Elizabethan stage uh, isn't what probably uh, we imagine now um, also uh, of course Tolkien uh, the Hobbit you know mm -hmm. moving more contemporary Rowling's uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone uh, Lewis Carroll Adventures in Wonderland yeah uh, some of the um, more um, 
familiar texts uh, that uh, or fantasy texts with which people are familiar, and uh, we'll be able to study critically at, at summer school. And uh, just a moment to uh, to give a plug to summer school. Uh, it's, uh, I was reading, looking at this reading list and thinking to myself, it's a lot of text. It, it's a really condensed period. It's a good way for students to, uh, to ease up their regular semester, doing mm-hmm. a course here or finish up early or those type of things. And uh, taking something new or interesting, I mean, yeah, going in, even if you're not an English major and taking fantasy, uh, a lot of students find that uh, uh, just a a nice way to uh, divert the rest of their studies. Right? Yeah, and it, and it's a really popular paper, and, it, and it's it a, is, yeah. it's an established paper. I mean, this one has been around for a while now. Well, both of them have actually. They um they're they're two really popular papers for two completely different reasons. Yeah, you know, one has uh, a lot of uh, entertainment. What people uh, look for, what people like about literature, and the other gives you a hard skill. Uh, you know, one that you, one that's directly transfer, transferable to most of the jobs that you'll be taking on in the future. Yeah, and and any other um, degree you may be doing. Yeah, know. for sure. And that's one of the um, that's one of the comments I frequently hear from students in a one two seven, is that it it raised their grades elsewhere. Yeah. You know, they were able to communicate just a little bit uh, more effectively mm. and uh, higher grades. I frequently get letters back from students saying, "You know, I went to apply for a job the other day, and my cover letter my cover letter got me through." So yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. I'm terrible with cover letters, absolutely yeah. terrible. But I've got my mild dyslexia. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> what is you know what what's the makeup of a good fantasy? What you know is there a true formula oh. to it? Jeez, <laughs> I. I I mean, uh, without going into theory too much. Well, let's put it this way to you. What fantasies do you like? Uh, the mainstream ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, what, what, what is a fantasy? Uh, is a question itself. I guess it's it's the make believe, right? I mean, if you look at if I if I thought about looking at any novel that um, that is a story that is not true, it's fantasy. Um, but I don't know. I, I love the Potter books. I've read them all. Yeah. Um, I, I I love Tolkien. You know, I, I think I just stick to really the ones I know. I uh, don't yeah. really look outside and, yeah, yeah, and right. try to find anything myself. But I like reading Clive Cluster novels, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah, I really love Dirt Pitt. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. So I, I've really stuck to to the mainstream and the tried and true. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, fantasy covers a broad range of things. I mean, uh, and uh, c- crosses a wide range of genres. Uh, mm. or, or you've mentioned novels, but, you know, come back to Shakespeare. That's a drama. Uh, so it, it crosses genres. That would be one characteristic. Another characteristic is the, um, the, the fantastical uh, things that are beyond hmm. beyond the everyday well i'm saying that you know i grew up i grew up reading fairy tales right yeah right and that's classic fantasy you know yeah. um, things like you know trolls under bridges and yeah. blowing down wolves blowing down homes and wolves yeah. eating grandmas yeah yeah that's pure fantasy yeah 
which um, as a father you'll appreciate and as I'll appreciate as well, uh, difficult to understand for uh, for young kids and uh, still difficult, uh, easy for us to escape into as adults. Mm. And that's it, right? That's what fantasy is all about, is mm. the escape. Yeah. The escape um, uh, from the everyday real world into yeah. something that's mystical and imaginative. And, and, and the good thing about a good fantasy novel uh, or fantasy book for me is because you do imagine it. You mm-hmm. you look at you create the world inside your head, yeah, right, and you go into that world, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, from reading Potter before the films came out, yeah, you know, what was in my head, it was a little bit, was quite a bit different, different that's but right. kind of, you know, that's funny. I was just going to pick up that point. It's uh, you know, we uh, obviously there's a desire for that in uh, in our society, and you see it with um, a lot of fantasy um, uh, movies being created or adapted. Uh, from books now. I mean, part of that's purely financial. We have Rowling, obviously, uh, tremendously uh, popular Harry Potter books, but the the potential, as adaptation often does, to capitalize on that popularity in a in a new media mm. and uh, but and wildly wildly popular at, at the cinemas and even uh, New Zealand. Uh, I, I think of. Uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, of, course, of course, how popular they were, and uh, how uh, Jackson managed to take a small book and uh, uh, The Hobbit and make it into three movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, fina- financial reasons, of course, right? Uh, yeah. Three movies make more than one. and uh, But, uh, of course, people still consumed them, and... Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, and uh, th- I mean those are the two obvious cases, but uh, so many other uh, so many other movies that are coming out uh, along the fantasy lines. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think with the Hobbit, um, you know, if it had been condensed into one, there would have been people that complained as well. Yeah, you right. Know? You know, it's it's, it's where, where do you kind of go? But oh, well, that, and that's the whole idea of adaptation. You can do whatever you want with the material you're using. I mean, uh, uh, the. the there's that theory of fidelity criticism, which isn't particularly helpful, where you need to be entirely faithful to a work that you're adapting. Mm. Part of the joys of adapting is recreation, putting your own spin on it, whether um, uh, Blade Runner, uh, you know, uh, Electric Sheep, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dick's, Dick's novel. Um, it had more, perhaps, of uh, an ecological um, bent to it, whereas uh when uh Riley did it um Ridley sorry the director Ridley, Ridley Scott Ridley Scott that's right um uh did it uh, more of a social bent you know what it means to be what it means to be a person or an individual even if you're a synthetic individual yeah so i mean you can adapt for any number of reasons and that one seemed to me purely financial but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. uh you know uh perhaps he had other reasons behind oh, it and as you well. could ruin things so look at june yeah. <laughs> oh man i wish they did a good june and we've been talking about that for years uh and then you uh well because you you're looking at alice uh, in this and uh, that's a perfect example too like mm. the, 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 how it's been made several times yeah, in the yeah. film and, and it's been looked at in kind of different ways in the films as well yeah, yeah. Um, same with uh, Charlie and yeah. the Chocolate Factory yeah yeah Oh, fantastic. They kick back to childhood there. Uh, yeah. Gene Wilder was terrifying uh, in a way that... Um, Are you rowing down that river? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, in a way that... Uh, oh, geez, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. In a way that Johnny Depp couldn't be. You yeah. know, uh, 
uh, but uh, a lot more uh, surreal in many respects. There, and I think that was the what scared me a little bit about the Wilder. I mean, of course, I was a young, I was a kid, you know, when I saw it. But it uh, it just was that much closer to realism for me. I mean, mm. CGI wasn't what it is today, and the, you know, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I remember being scared by the movie. But Burton's might have stuck to the the storyline a bit bit more. Yeah, you know, which is interesting in yeah. itself too, because we all know which film was better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we're getting into film here. We're supposed to be talking about. Right? Oh, that's <laughs> all right. I mean, it's all part. That's one of the things that you you cover in the fantasy paper is you look at you know for for example illustrations and dust jackets, stage plays, video games, TVs, movies. It's uh. W- you know, uh, when we think of the English department, we think about uh, text as in written text, but text has a broader sense for us. We can analyze uh, a film as text, for that matter, or uh, an image as text. Mm, you mm. know, so, uh, uh, I mean, I guess we're, we're uh, you know, it's more of a conversation. We're talking about movies and whatnot, but that's, you know, we're hoping that these courses are conversations where uh, where students can explore things that interest them. And uh, perhaps adaptations that interest them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you mentioned illustration there because you can get fantasy novels where they have you know no illustration at all except for maybe little symbols above the yeah, right. beginning of chapters, yeah. and that in itself can help you formulate the world because you yeah. kind of see those images and you think, oh, if that's kind of looking a bit like that, then this may look like that, yeah. which I find very interesting too. Uh, all right, so okay, um, I think we've covered who, uh, English. Uh, two seven uh, one two seven for uh, who it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the workload like, though? Yeah, uh, if you want to become a good writer, you have to write. Yeah, uh, and the workload in one two seven, uh, I wouldn't say it's heavy, but it's consistent. Yeah, and when you sign up for a summer school paper, regardless of summer school paper. You have to realize that you're taking a semester's worth of work and you're crushing it down into six weeks. So less than half the amount of time that you'd have during the semester. Um, You have have to work. uh, The the workload uh, isn't onerous, but you have to write. And one of the things that I most frequently hear from students is um, once they start paying attention to their writing more closely how long it actually takes them even to craft a paragraph. And uh, it's not that the word counts are excessive, it's that what you put into it is what you get out of it. And the more you, the more you look at your writing and the cl- more closely you look at the writing, the longer it's going to take for anyone. The workload is as you would expect for any first year paper, just like for fantasy and the imagination. It's what you would expect for yep. uh, any second year paper. It's uh, two essays and a final exam. Uh, English 127, and I think the essays for the fantasy are 1,000 words and 2,000 words, if I'm, uh, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. For uh, English 127, it's not that, not that different. It's a uh, couple thousand words of uh, writing, some um, in-class tests, one online test. It's largely internally assessed, so yeah. you, you do quite a bit of writing, and then there's a 30% exam at the end. Classic English, though, like you've got one very practical paper. Yeah. And one very, um, you know, uh, interest paper. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's part of the English department. We, re- we have courses uh, in, in video game and video game theory. Yes. Uh, we have uh, uh, courses in literary theory. Um, 
we're a, a wide-ranging department with wide-ranging interests. I mean, my other area of study is, I mean, I, I deal with student literacy. That's one of the main thrusts for me. But the other is Shakespeare and uh, Shakespeare and his times. So mm -hmm. I'm an early modernist. Uh, so, I mean, we have diverse interests, all of us. Did you know. go to the Globe in Auckland? Uh, you know what? I haven't been. It's funny you should mention that. I was just up in Auckland the uh, the other week, and I picked up a, a brochure for the Pop-Up Globe. I haven't. I mean, I've been to the Globe in London, uh, but mm. I, I haven't been to the Pop-Up Globe, and I hear it's fantastic. Mm. I hear it's a really good experience. Controversial this year. Yeah. A friend of mine used to be a producer there. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't been either, but apparently it's amazing. Uh, all right, um, uh, Dr. Michael Cobb, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. It was, yeah, uh, real, it was a pleasure coming to chat. It yeah, really it was. Yeah, it was good. It was good.